There is not a one-size-fits-all solution to leadership. Discover your inspiration to lead by hearing from those who are in the trenches each day, leading themselves and leading others. We will learn about their unique leadership style and identify the shared qualities between those who do it tremendously well. Welcome to the Lead with Empower podcast. All right, welcome to the Lead with Empower podcast. We have a special guest this week. I thought he was from North Jersey, but I just found out a couple minutes ago that he's it's uh, more Central Jersey. We'll go with it. Coach Anthony Petruzzi, he's at Raritan High School head football coach. They're located in Hazlitt, New Jersey, so you can de- you can determine if it's North or Central. Look at the map there. <laughs> Coach and I met back in 2011, which ended up being the first installment of nine consecutive summer programs, leadership programs we've run for his rising seniors in the football program. Uh, We've worked together a bunch over the years. My experiences with Coach Petruzzi, whether it's on the phone, over email, or in person, have been nothing short of tremendous uh, to share time space and and defined space and the more 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 often than not it's a the rustic campsite with a raging fire until about three in the morning when we both give up on keeping it going uh <laughs> but to share you know time and space with coach Petruzzi, who's just a excellent leader in my eyes has been an honor um he's a guy that does it uh for all the right reasons and uh really excited to have you on the uh, lead with empower podcast coach thank you so much for joining us how Thanks the heck are you? Me. Oh, you're you're welcome. It's a, it's my pleasure. It's been a long time waiting. How are you, man? We're you're doing good over here. You know, in Central Jersey, <laughs> Monmouth <laughs> County, the shore, right by the shore, the gateway to the shore. There you go. <laughs> yeah. All right, debate has been settled. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, coaching football at Raritan. How many years have you coached there? Um, <clears throat> years as an, I know you spent some years as an assistant, uh, and now as the head coach. What's the split? What's the what's the background there? Um, so I yeah, I'm a graduate from Raritan High School and I graduated in uh football ninety-eight, ninety-nine was my graduation year. I started coaching um right away as an assistant under Coach Generelli, who was my uh head football coach. Um one year later, so two thousand uh season of football was my first year coaching. Uh, I was still I was obviously in college, uh commuting back and forth. Um, I didn't take over. So this was my, I finished my 20th year this this past year, and it's been a 10-10 split between assistant and uh, and head coach. 20 years. Unbelievable. Yeah. What, <laughs> what was it like as, uh, you know, obviously you're a graduate. You don't get too far away from the program. You're able to commute back and forth college-wise. What was that uh, as a 18, 19-year-old? Were you at the freshman level, at the varsity level? Um, it, it was, I came, I had come back cause I was, I was, uh, I had helped out with, uh, wrestling the year prior, just kind of in there. Cause my brother was still on the team, but I was always around the school and, um, they needed a linebacker coach. And that was the position that I played and it was still under the same defensive coordinator that coached me. And I was, it, you know, uh, just, I had the opportunity to be a captain and to kind of make calls. Um, so it was kind of just a nice fit that they trusted me to coach the linebackers cause, and, the, and uh, gave me that opportunity early. So, you know, I didn't have to know much at that time besides the things that I had already done as a, as a player. 
So it was yep. kind of like the best fit because, um, you know, I was able to grow up in the program, but um, al already being confident in what I, what I knew and what I had done. So it was easy to teach and, to, you know, to, to work through that stuff as a young coach. Yep. So let let's let's focus on like the tactical side and more focus on like the de the delivery of of actually being a coach. I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, and that's you know when you're when you're a position coach, you know you're you're you, you, I was taught to be the head coach of my position, you know, and 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 just you know all the little nuances and the things that I could share with them from a playing standpoint because I was again only one year removed really from from being in there. And I had some young guys that I had actually played with. It was funny because it was a sophomore starting li a linebacker next to me. Okay. My first year coaching was a senior, you know, and, and thank God we had a good relationship and I was, uh, you know, I was able to handle, you know, being that close to the kids at that point in time. I mean, they don't even let you do that stuff anymore. Yeah. You know, in regards to, to being around kids without having certain certifications. So, uh, you know, it was, it was lucky that I had that opportunity. Got grandfathered in. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're also a, a teacher in the math department at Raritan High School. How many years teaching for you? Um, teaching, I'm going to, this is my, I'm finishing on my 16th year. Yep. So right, right when I graduated, I, I was, uh, again, fortunate enough to uh, have a job. Um, I was doing my, my uh, I was doing substituting while I was capable once I had my 60 credits. And uh, I made a lot of good relationships with uh, some of the, the administrators at the school. Um, so uh, it was, uh, it was just a kind of nice, easy fit. I was around some of my teachers that had taught me and I got to call them, you know, friends and colleagues now. And, uh, it's, it's, you know, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just glad that, you know, I was able to continue what I was doing, uh, through Hazlitt because it was such a great place and rather in high school, um, because it's just a place that I believe in, um, cause it really shaped who I am. And I just try to give back that same experience to, to my players. And you do that, and we'll get into as we get into the episode here. That's something I I admire for uh, you know in you is seeing you know the impact that you have on athletes. And I, again, I get to see it in a, a very small window, but you're not coaching for you, I guess to say the least, right now. That's 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 for sure. Um, what? And it might be a specific experience, or it might be just a, a set of experience. But what what inspired you to get into coaching, into teaching? Um, cause it, 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 it was a pretty direct path for you. It wasn't, you know, something you had to kind of figure out, you know, uh, over the course of a couple of years or something that you dove right into. What was, uh, what was the inspiration for you there, coach? I, I mean, I always loved, uh, playing sports and I kind of, you know, even though you always keep it in the back of your head, you have dr these dreams, you know, being, being a five, six, you know, middle linebacker, you know, the NFL wasn't going to be knocking on my door and either was, <laughs> you know, high level college football. Um, and, uh, I actually, um, I had gone to college in, in, uh, to play. I, I always had the, the thought process to play. Um, but I always wanted to go to Rutgers, the state university of New Jersey. So I actually, um, I sprained my shoulder in, um, the summer in, uh, what the, it's called the all shore game. Okay. I broke my collarbone and. Oh. It was a, a situation that I didn't have a chance to even try to walk on. So I got a job um, in the film room. So I was helping them take practices, do the games, traveling with the team in that way. And uh, I always had in the back of my mind that I, I wanted to coach. I just, I didn't think it was going to happen so fast. 
So, um, you know, once I started doing that stuff uh, on the field with the kids and I figured that you can get just as much of that excitement, you know, um, and almost more rewarding experience by seeing somebody else kind of achieve what they're doing. Um, it kind of just, you know, it, it just, it, it took one, you know, just, it was one domino that fell and it just expedited the process. But, you know, I had, I had great teachers that always kind of motivated me to, you know, excel. And, you know, even when I was doing, doing uh, like uh, my math in, in um, school, I had teachers that would say, hey, why don't you go and tutor this, you know, this younger student, you know, and they'd set up tutoring appointments for me so I can, you know, grab some cash as a, as a, as a high school kid. Yeah. Uh, it was just something where it came naturally to break something down. I, I, I just felt comfortable explaining, you know, concepts and, and process. And, you know, it was something that I enjoyed doing. So I kind of take, you know, the football aspect, the, you know, the math, you're, you're, when you're a coach, you're a teacher, you know, yep. and, and, and that was it. It just, it was just something that was, um, I guess it was, it was natural. And uh, I just, you know, the two things that I do right now where I'm teaching and coaching are just things that I think that are challenging. They take consistency. Um, kids struggle with it. So there's also that, um, you know, that, that challenge, you know, behind it yep. to get one person from point A to point B. Um, you know, and, and then the, I think there's the, the involved is, um, you know, something that never, uh, never lets it become dull. You know, every situation is, is different and, uh, you know, that's how you challenge yourself. So kind of that's, it's, it's still like day one, even, you know, today we're talking about leadership right now and, and, uh, you know, you're, you're starting the process all over because every day is just, it's something new. It's a new challenge every day. Absolutely. And that was, uh, from my personal experience teaching and, and a little bit of coaching too, that was the, and, and even what I do now, every day is different and it keeps you on your toes. It keeps you sharp for sure. What not many people have spent time as a film guy in a, in a big, big time college program. Definitely not. You know, when you get into coaching, you think being on the sidelines and, and calling plays and, you know, those moments of glory and the tough decision, the film, the film guy is the opposite of that. Paint a, paint a picture of what that, what that experience was like for you. Uh, just so people understand that you don't just go from the starting line to the finish line. There's some tough uh, responsibilities uh, in the journey to coaching at a high level. Yeah. I mean, listen, if you, I, I tell this to my players, my kids, um, if you're looking for the straight line path, mine wasn't that way. You know, I, I, I've made more bad decisions, you know, to get where I am today. You know, and you can say you don't, you don't look back and you regret things because, um, you, you know, it makes you who you are. But there's definitely at, at, at every turn, you know, growing up and going through some things to get to where I am now, I felt like I took the wrong turn. But that just made me better for the next, you know, challenge. But um, being in the film room, you know, was was not what I, 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 I wanted to do. Every time I was up there, whether it was filming practice, you know, I was, you know, looking at it from a coaching eye. You know, I, I wanted to be down there as a player. I wanted to be on the field, you know, and I remember going up there and getting frustrated when, you know, coaches were trying to, you know, you know, show a kid something. And I'm just like, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand why he's not getting it because <laughs> I get it and I'm up here, you know, and it was, you know, so I, I saw it from all different angles. When you have a bird's eye view, you can see a lot of things and you see the interaction between the coaches and then 
you see some of the, uh, you know, even from, you know, the coach turns his back and he's looking at somebody else and you see the interaction between the players after they hand their touch on coach, you know what I mean? So yeah. sometimes that was positive, sometimes that was negative, you know, so you got to see it from a different angle, um, you know, but uh, it, it, it was a, it was a, it was a good year. I got to see a lot of the, you know, the, the stuff that, that happens, you know, behind the scenes, um, didn't go really, you know, into the meetings or anything else like that, but um, definitely from, from being up in those very, I don't know, it's like being stuck in a tree. It's that same <laughs> idea up on that platform when the wind's swaying and you're in a lift and it's moving back and forth. It wasn't the, you know, it wasn't the best experience, but it, it made you focus in on what you were doing a little bit more. So, and I, I, I never, you know, I, I never thought I'd be up there and I still don't know if I'd be up there again, but you do anything for football to be yeah. part of it. And that was yeah. just like my mindset. So. And I, having seen you in the treetops for, uh, you know, a handful of years, I know that's not, you know, teaching and coaching is your comfort zone <laughs> up there. Not so much. Not so much. <laughs> nope. Not at all. I, I, I always love the dynamic of, uh, uh, of the coaching at the high school level. Cause a lot of times the head coach also teaches in a classroom and, you know, I think in some instances there's a lot of, you know, more similarities than there are differences between coach and mister. And then in some, it's like, you know, you show up as a high school athlete, you show up to practice, like, who the hell is this guy? Like, this isn't the guy that, I, that, that, I, that was teaching me history or math. What, what are a couple differences or similarities between Coach Petruzzi on the field in the weight room, et cetera, versus, you know, Mr. Petruzzi in the classroom? For me, there's, there's, there's no difference for me. I'm I'm the same. I'm really the same person in the classroom as I am on the field. You know, maybe with a little bit of different demeanor. Maybe in certain situations, a little bit more elevated in regards to tone and emotion. Um, but I, I try to challenge, you know, the the classroom student just like you, you challenge a player on the field. And you know, I have a lot of kids that haven't done anything for me out on the athletic field um, that that'll call me coach. You know, yeah. um, just because of the way I'm handling them in the classroom. And, and when they call me Coach Petruzzi, I kind of know that I've that, – that they're also – there's a little bit of buy-in on what they're doing in the math classroom because they feel like they're part of it too. You know, some students just feel more comfortable calling me Mr. And to be honest with you, they, a lot of times when you hear the Mr., not that, not that this is always the case, but sometimes they just want to get through with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just they want to get it done with. It's math that they, they don't like it. And I think that's where the – the difference is in regards to my relationship with, with students and athletes is that the athletes choose to be there. They're coming into a situation where they're comfortable. Sometimes the, the kid in the classroom, they're placed in there. It's a graduation requirement. Um, it's not their forte. They don't feel confident in doing it. Um, but that's where, you know, the challenge is from you as a teacher and you as a coach is to make sure that you, you know, you're trying to reach each individual student in some sort of way. Some make it easy, some make it incredibly difficult, but still, you, you know, I think building those individual relationships is, is the success. Um, and, and that's where you're going to get them to, to kind of maximize their potential. So um, I try being the same because, yeah. you know, it's, a, it's the same deal. Uh, I, I have the phrases that my, my math kids and my football kids can both turn and look at each other and be like, Wow, he says the same thing to us as to you, and you know it's 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 true. I mean, there's football and math teach such 
such great life lessons uh, and really kind of, you know, take that, that comfort um, that everybody wants to feel and, and it, it immediately pulls you out. And then you have to kind of work on all those intangibles to, to kind of just fight your way through the weeds. And, uh, you know, I, I think we can learn and we grow in those types of uh, experiences. Yeah, without a doubt. And you, you answered my follow-up question was, you know, how do you go about overcoming that challenge of, you know, you're going to have some kids who are taking math because they have to, right? They don't want to be there. Um, and you answered, you know, you answered that question with relationships and, you know, just, and another great point from your, your statement there, you know, at the height, you know, not every kid you coach or teach is going to grow up and have a career playing football or a career as a mathematician in some regard, but what they learn from you as a sophomore or junior or senior in your class the way I know how, how you go about your business, they'll, they'll be able to apply that to whatever it is that they're doing, you know, as adults down the road. And that's, again, one of the things I, you know, value so much about working with you is football's a vehicle to teach that and something else. Math is a vehicle to teach that and something else. And, and it's, uh, it's always a privilege uh, rubbing elbows once a year. They're a tough, nasty program. <laughs> What's um the word culture, right? Team culture, whether it's in the corporate world or in athletics, it's thrown around a ton, almost to the point of being, you know, cliche right now. It's every, it's the buzzword, right? Um, how, how do you define the culture of the Raritan high school football program? And what are some of the tactics that you as the leader of that program used to kind of implement that so it's not just a bubble of a season and then it's a, a new season the next year but it's something that carries over year after year and I've heard you say it a million times it's about building the program that's sustainable it's not you know this isolated you know eight ten games or whatever so wh how would you define the culture and what are some of the tactics you do to uh, you implement to I guess teach that culture and build that culture to your athletes coach yeah um I think culture can be defined, like you said, a, a bunch of different ways. And I, I think that when you see a cult, when you see the way that football coaches want to talk about it, you see it in the interactions of the players more than you see it between the interactions of the coaches to the players. You know, coaches are obviously responsible for it, but what are the kids doing when no one's looking, right? What are the, how are the kids handling themselves in the locker room? Are they, are they believing that it's bigger uh, this whole thing that we're doing, this whole program, the process, is it bigger than them? You know, do they feel tied in to not only the other guys in the locker room, but do they feel tied into the legacy of the guys that came before them? You know, so when you talk about culture, uh, I, I think that you have to see guys think about the bigger picture, you know, and we always want to make sure that we're developing, you know, kids in regards to, yeah, academics and athletics, but also how they give back to society uh, and, and the citizenship part of it. Um, so creating community leaders, creating, you know, men that could grow up and be great fathers, great husbands, you know, that are going to help the kid next door that are going to give their free time to, you know, helping coach or mentor youth in the community. Um, you know, that's what we're trying to grow. So culture is a, some culture is something that again, relies on what you did in the past. And it's important to know, you know, how you're implementing it right now in the present, 
but more importantly, how is it going to show up, you know, in the future, you know, so, you know, everything else you want to talk about in regards to branding it or, 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 you know, um, you know, uh, saying these, these, these buzzwords, like you spoke of, I, I think that that's all what, what it is. It's buzzwords. Yeah. You know, you're going to be able to tell culture by when kids come back, you know, 10 and 15 and 20 years and talk about the program, talk about the relationships, talk about what they're doing now um, and how much effect that you, the program, the other coaches and their teammates, you know, and the community had on them, you know, so, you know, we, we don't try to live in the culture aspect of it. We, we, again, we concentrate on the process. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, that's where we just try to get our kids, you know, kind of see, and it's hard for a high school kid to understand that. And we say it all, we, we say it like, this is going to be, this will be two, 2020 football, you know, yeah. time that we'll have the 2020 team, you know, but the program's going to be here, you know, long after. But what yeah. are you going to do seniors with this opportunity? What are you going to do with this opportunity? You know, cause this is the only chance that this team has. The program will be here, but this team has one shot. I was looking back through uh, in getting ready for our, our call today. I was looking back through some of our old paperwork and I found a, a list of core values that you shared with me. And this was probably the first year we worked together back in 2011. And I'm not going to read the list, but it was, you know, faith, leadership, uh, hard work and commitment, uh, work ethic, character, integrity, purpose, etc. There's not a single... I'm going to put the quotes up, quote unquote, football word on that list. There's nothing about X's and O's. There's nothing about tactics. What, what do you feel like a, a, a kid, an athlete who goes through four years at, uh, in your program at Raritan High School, what do you feel like they're going to walk away from that experience when it's all said and done and when they move on to the next adventure, what do you feel like they're taking away from four years with Coach Petruzzi, that program, your coaching staff, the other athletes? Or what do you aspire for them to take away from that time with you? I, I, I hope that I, I hope that we've written more than just one chapter in the book of their, you know, their life. You know, I hope that we've given them a game plan, um, not necessarily something that they have to look back on, but something that has now become habitual in how they handle their situations, you know, and how they treat people um, and how they fight through adversity. You know, um, you know there, there's, there's situations that they're all going to experience, you know, uh, in their lifetime, you know, in their lives uh, that are going to be tough, you know, and hopefully we've given them, um, you know, a, an experience that is, you know, maybe won't be able to stand up to what's happening in their real lives, but they can look back on and say, you know what, I have the tools I overcame then, you know, I'm more mature now I can overcome, you know, in the future, you know, and just give them confidence in what they've, they've done. Um, and if, if they could look back uh, on their time and say that, you know, the four years uh, that they spent with us, you know, at Raritan was something that helped cultivate their belief system that helped them um, establish you know, uh, strong uh, family ties and, and, and you know, uh, uh, you know, some type of, uh, you know, belief that they can be more than, you know, than they thought they could be. 
then then we did our jobs. You know, it's it's kind of just you know laying that groundwork, making sure that it's right. You know, not you know you you've taught me this in regards to building a fire. You know, it, it's kind of the same same way. You know, we're we're trying to build a fire in them, and if we if we do the proper things in the beginning and we take our time, we set ourselves up for success. You know, it's gonna go, and they'll do, it and, and it'll, it'll it'll hopefully, you know, it'll you know it'll just become you know, this, this large inferno that they could look back on and say it all started then, Yeah, you know, and that's where we want to be. That's great. Now, obviously as a coach and, and, and as a competitor at any level, you know, winning games is important and there's value to that. And I think, you know, if you go up to the professional level, obviously that holds, I think a higher, yeah, it holds a higher, amount of uh, uh, more weight, I think, the, the higher you go, and, you know, versus like, a, you know, the professional level versus, say, a, you know, 10-year-old, you know, travel hockey team or something. And, again, knowing you and hearing what you're saying today, you know, there's so much more in what you're doing beyond just the X's and the O's. As a leader, tell us a little bit about how you find that balance of, yeah, we – we want, you know, we want the team to be successful. We want them to get the wins and we want them to have these great moments, but we also realize there's some bigger things brewing there. Is it a tough balance and how do you go about kind of navigating that each season coach? Um, one of our, you know, one of the things that we hold true to our program is that we're going, we're going to win football games and we're going to beat you with integrity and intensity, you know? So the whole idea of integrity you know, is, is, is about having a belief system and following through with that, you know, showing it in your words, showing it, but more importantly, showing it in your actions. So, you know, we're not going to sacrifice our beliefs, you know, to steal a, or, 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 or win a game or have a, a better season and, and sacrifice all those things that we, we hold so dear to improving ourselves and building these, these men that we just talked about, you know, so it's kind of important that, um, we, we, we don't look necessarily at what could be, but we, we concentrate more on what we have and what we're doing. You know, we get caught up in the moment, you know, that's why you build the plan and then you, 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 you drive, you know, that, that process. Yep. You know, and then you could, you could better handle things in front of you and you could, you know, uh, have a, maybe a clearer vision when you're, when you're trying to make choices you know, cause you know, cause you know why you were doing something, you know? So I would just say that the whole integrity portion of it, you know, keeps us, you know, uh, on the direct path. And when things do jump in our way and when there's choices to be made, you know, we're able to kind of look back on what the program is built on, what our philosophies are and really make the decision. That's not just good for this year's class and this year's team, but knowing that whatever decisions we make are also going to affect future years. And again, yeah. that goes back to how do you want to handle the culture? Because, you know, uh, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day, but it burned down, you know, it, one, it, it's easier, you know, it's, it's going to be, it's, it's easier for something to just, you know, vanish in front of your eyes, you know, get knocked down than it is to build it back up, you know? So you want to make sure that you're, you're looking at the integrity of the, of the foundation as well and getting the athletes to make those contributions so that it is sustainable beyond their four years with you 
Yeah. And that's, I mean, listen, we ask our guys for a huge amount of uh, sacrifice. You know, we ask our parents for, for a large amount of sacrifice and the commitment that they show, you know, you can't, you can't build culture just by yourself as a coach. You know, mm. you have to have buy-in um, from the community. You know, that's the, that's the parents, that's the teachers, that's the administrators, um, that's the youth coaches. They have to see what you're doing is, is something more than just what they can get out of it right now. You know, they got to have a belief that this is going to build and, and, and be better you know, no matter whether it works out for their, for them individually or not, that there, that there's something for them to take out. That's more than football. Yep. And that gets back to a word you said right out of the gate was relationships. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming, you know, knowing you again and, and hearing what you're talking about, you, you're not able to get that buy-in from anybody without the, the development of those meaningful and trusting relationships with the athletes, with their parents, with the community members. And, um, you know, not, not always the easiest thing to do, but, uh, you know, in order to do all that other stuff, if the relationships aren't there, you're fighting a pretty big uphill battle. You mentioned integrity and intensity and intensity is obviously a, a big part of the game and it's a big part of training for football. And, uh, and, and it, it determines kind of with the product that's put out in the field every Friday night, how do you coach intensity? How do you lead intensity? I think, yeah, it's being, I think a lot of times when you think about it, um, you know, you, you think about what you bring into a, a, a practice, what you bring into a weight room, but it's also about, um, it's also about the demeanor and the emotion that you set off in anything that you do. So for us, we want to bring intensity into the math classroom. You know, we want to bring intensity into our community service project. You know, when mom tells you to bring out the garbage, we want to have an intensity to that. You know, we want to make sure that we're, we're, we're doing it with a high level, um, uh, just a high level of focus, you know, yeah. showing people that we're putting, you know, not only our, our, our bodies behind it, but our mind and our emotion. So we want to be, when we say intensity, it's the engagement of effort, you know, along with it. So, you know, whatever we do, you know, we're going to, we're going to stay true to our beliefs. You know, we're going to make sure that those actions and our words, you know, match them. And then we're going to make sure that whatever we're doing, it's going to be with, with, a, with a, a level of emotion, um, demeanor, you know, body language, um, you know, and, and focus that is going to let everybody know that we're, you know, we're on top of it. You know, we care about it. We think it's important. And we want to make people feel as if, you know, uh, that, you know, they're the most important thing to us in regards to our relationships that we have with people as well. Yeah. So that's where we're talking about intensity. Oh, it's great. It's great. Integrity and intensity. And that's something coach Petruzzi definitely brings to the table on a daily basis for sure. Uh, we're going to touch on a not so bright moment and then follow that up with a, a bright moment. So the, <laughs> we'll keep it clean for the listeners here. I got you. <laughs> But, you know, 2012 was not a good season for the, uh, for the team, for the program. And, I, you know, I don't know how early it started on your end, but it started for me on June 21st, 2012. <laughs> <laughs> and it concluded with an with a 0-10 season. Yes, it did. Brutal. Um, you know, we've reflected on that 24-hour program, you know, a, a bunch of times over the years. And 
is kind of a microcosm, I'm, I'm sure, of what you went through that year, the challenges that we faced and kind of how they played out, you know, over the course of a football season. How, how did that year, positive or negative, your, your choice or both, impact you as a coach, as a leader? Um, that had a huge, it had a huge impact on, on just about everything that I had done, not only before, but that I've done after. Um, and what I mean by that is that even though we went 0-10, there was a lot of things that we were doing right. We were on the, the precipice where, you know, it, it's not necessarily about the uh, destination. Sometimes it's just about the journey, yeah. you know, and you know, we took a group of kids that year, um, and, and again, they all having a little bit of the, the, their own individual things, you know, and as a team, it was a situation where uh, they've had, they had some early success. They had, um, you know, through their Pop Warner days, even freshman football, um, and they, it, was, it was kind of a perfect storm for the, those seniors because it, it was a situation where we, we kind of got leveled up. You know, they had a lot of success in the in the B League, and when it was time to go to the A League, you know, it it, it was stuff that we could not, we, we just weren't able to handle. You know, yeah. um, but through that whole thing, you know, through the whole ten game season, and, and coming close in so many different, um, you know, situations, we didn't lose one guy from that team. You know, we we ended we ended together. You know, we had an emotional locker room uh, on Thanksgiving uh, Day, which we played our last game. Um, and guys were already, I think, able to see some of the benefits, you know, that just came from their four years. You know, and they regretted not being able to win one, and I regretted not being able to get them one, you know, and there was a lot of reflection. But uh, some of my best relationships with any of my players um, are still part of that, that team, you know, and seeing what they have gone on to do. Um, how how football and their experience it had affect them, but um, it, it it's also knowing that you know you're not going to be able to handle every situation and uh, you're not going to be prepared for everything. And, and and a lot of times when you have a season like that, it's not only just about uh, you know figuring out how to motivate on a day to day basis, but also again just like we talked about not to, you know, go off the, the path that you have set. If, you know, as coaches, we could have tried to change a lot of things. We could have tried to make a lot of excuses. You know, I could have tried to change this and change that. But there were so many good things that were happening. You know, we're, we were practicing hard. Our kids cared. They weren't getting in trouble. You know, it was never an effort thing. Um, you know, even though they had, like, we, like we, we talked about before, there was a lot of demons that they had to battle with, and there was yeah. a lot of adversity they still had to face, you know, and, and going to, you know, coming to Empower and facing that was, was the first kind of eye-opening experience for a lot of them. It was early on in our program, and uh, I, I think we did improve every day and every game moving forward. Um, we just weren't able to get it done, but uh, – <laughs> But again, it led in. It, it has led. I, I still call those guys and the guys that follow them the pioneers of the of the program because you know it would have been very easy for them to say, you know what, this is not for me anymore. I'm going to quit, walk away from the program, you know, leave their 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 uh, underclass teammates, you know, just in shambles. But they held it together, and I, and they held it together because I think that there was a, 
you know, there was a, a buy-in into what we were talking about in, in creating men. I think that there was, um, again, a, a, a tie-in that they had to each other because of the experience that, that they have gone through through their years of football and the things that we challenged them with in the off season. Um, so it, 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 it kind of just took, it, it taught us that, listen, football's tough and, yeah. and you're going to not have great seasons. And, and sometimes it's not even, uh, you know, it's sometimes it's out of your control. You know, we've had some great teams that I don't know if they can go and play that schedule, you know, and we've had some schedules later on where I could take that team, you know, and, and we win a couple of games. Yeah. So a lot of times it's, it's, it's what you're, what you're, what you draw. Yeah. You know, we have to deal with that. And it's a testament having, uh, you know, personally, I think two years in high school in a row, it was like a one and nine and a one and 10 uh, for me as a, as an athlete, it was, it was not easy. Uh, and it's a testament to the, the athletes for sticking together, you know, cause if you learn one thing at the end of that thing, no matter how tough things are, if you stick together, you're going to have a bond for life. And it's a testament to you and your guys to, you know, build an environment and a culture where it was about going to battle with the guys sitting next to you uh, more, you know, maybe more so than, you know, an outcome at the end of the day. And um, that's, that's a lesson that you know, holds a lot more weight than, you know, a, a one win or a two win here and there. So uh, it's a testament to, you know, all, all people involved in the program for sure. And, uh, I, you know, it's glad to hear that it was, it's serving as a learning experience to those guys, a valuable learning experience. And you know what, too, Dan, it's, it's when you go through that as a coach, you start finding out, too, not only the, the, the relationships that you have with your coaches on staff, but other coaches that you've met, that you networked in through. I, I, I still, you know, through that experience, I, I have I had one coach, you know, that's mentored me that, you know, he, uh, he just kept telling me, you know, good things happen to good people that work hard. So keep it going. It's going to happen. You know, and that, that drove me to, you know, it kept me motivated. You know, and the other thing that I, that I was told was, uh, you know, you haven't coached until you won them all, lost them all, and been fired. So, you know, it's just a path, the path through coaching. You know, so yeah. I, again, if I'm, I'm, I'm hitting up the bucket list. That's, <laughs> it's not, not for the thin of skin. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, so on, on the opposite end of the spectrum, uh, 2015, we have a uh, central Jersey group two state sectional championship team. And I remember that group from the, the empower program again, just because within, you know, three hours of you guys being up here in Connecticut, we had to make up challenges to make stuff, you know, hard enough for these guys where, you know, every other group that's come through, they, it's, it's, you know, dialed in the right amount of challenge. And this group was just operating at a machine like level of efficiency and to a point where we had to just, you know, I'll, I'll be honest now, it's a few years down the road, kind of lie about breaking rules and stuff like that, just to add an element of challenge for those guys. And they go on to have a, a, a walk-off version of a huge W in the biggest game of the year. What made, you know, obviously besides the, the tactical football side of that team, what made that group special? What made them stand out? What allowed them to, you know, live out that dream of, of hoisting a trophy at the end of the year? Uh, you know what, it, it, was, it was going through the process and things not coming easy for them. 
there, there, this was a, there were there was two classes, you know, talking about our upperclassmen, our seniors and juniors. Um, they were a perfect mix for each other in regards to talent, uh, the grit, the toughness. Um, but nothing ever came easy. You know, you're talking about two freshman teams that were below 500. You know, they uh, you're 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 talking about uh, guys that went through, um, you know, some sub 500 years building off that 0 and 10. Um, and, and, and again, they learned how to win, you know, and, and they started that process over and, uh, you know, they got some experience with playoffs the year before, you know, and then just wind up turning it on. But it was a situation that so many, uh, so many people and so many teams tie their success to records, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and listen, the way that Jersey football is now and the way that things are going, uh, you know, just around high school sports, you know, you could be in a division that you can go undefeated and then you could jump into a playoff, you know, and you can get yourself knocked out by what people say was team. You know, our, 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 our team in 2015, we actually lost five straight games on, on our way to winning a state championship. And, but those five those five games that we lost were to three eventual state champions in that same year. You know, a, a Catholic school that was ranked uh, number two in the short conference, you know, so they, those were teams that we probably weren't supposed to, to win, but then people look at our record going into the playoffs and like, well, the, you know, I, I don't, I, this, this team lost, you know, and they, and they lost a lot. Yeah, we had, but we didn't lose because we were giving up the game. We, we, we lost because we were going against, you know, a uh, competition that was better than us. Athletically, they were, they were better than us. They were more talented. But if we didn't go through that schedule, if we didn't play those games, if we didn't hang in tough and keep competing, we would have never been able to make the playoff run against this, the Group 2 schools. So we've always done very well against schools that are our size. Um, and we've done, we've done relatively well against bigger schools because we just believe – in what we do, our kids are, you know, they're, they're, they're set on, on, on just being better, of, of challenging themselves and stepping up, you know, when we ask them to. So it, it's funny because those guys, they really did ride the roller coaster. You know, they, they were down and out at, at a certain point, and when they got that second chance, when we got that playoff berth, you know, they were, they were rejuvenated, you know, and they were able to learn from all their lessons, all the tough breaks that they had in the past. So you know, they were definitely, you know, that was forged from the fire. You know, they were, that's how they came together. And it gets to, and you, I know we, you've heard me say this a bunch of times and it's something we, we integrate into all of our leadership programs, the concept of being able to control the controllable and sport is the perfect example uh, of, Hey, you can go out there and, and be your absolute best and play flawless and train all off season and the week up to a game step onto the field and be up against somebody that's just outright better than you. And to those people who look at just the wins and losses, yeah, it's another loss for Rarid in football. Um, but for you and your guys, it's, yeah, it was a loss, but we, we put our best out there. We were, we, we played with intensity. We practiced with intensity and, uh, you know, this will come back at some point down the road, whether it's this season in a playoff run or when we're 30, 40 years old, if, you know, after moving on from high school, this is something that we'll be able to pull back on down the road. And it's a, 
it's a great concept. And, you know, I, I agree with you at the high school level, it, there is a change that, you know, the outsiders and, e and even students in the building, they look at the record, they look at the record, they don't see what the, what goes into the process. And all they see is just that, you know, 40 minute game or 48 minute game or whatever it is. And I think it's an unfair to unfair way to look at it uh, at the high school level, especially moving going to put you on the hot seat here in a sentence or two describe yourself as a leader and, and include a strength and a weakness. Um, I, I like to use the term uh, servant leader. Um, there's, there's, there's never anything that I'm going to expect my players to do or my coaches to do that I wouldn't do myself. Um, I like to be in the forefront. Um, and and uh, I'm sure that's more than two sentences, but uh, some, I think I'm good at uh, uh, getting, you know, uh, people kind of see the big picture, you know, and if there's, there's something that um, I'm not so good at, uh, I, I would say it, it takes a, a level uh, of time and, uh, you know, uh, building a friendship and relationship to get, to get me to kind of hand over some things. People have told me that I, you know, I don't delegate enough. You know, so I, I guess that's something I still have to try to do better. That's never easy to do. And I think I'm, I'm right there with you. <laughs> never. Without, without getting into like specific football attributes, uh, someone you, you would consider a leader in the Raritan High School football program is someone who does what? Walks the walk. You know, um, it's, it's not about talk. It's about showing. It's about doing. It's about living with that integrity, you know. So, you know, I want that. I, I, I want to see somebody that's going to be in the front of the class. I want to see somebody that's going to be in the front of the line. I want to see somebody when, you know, something spills on the floor that there's a football player there to pick it up. You know, when somebody needs a door open, that there's a Raritan football player that's opening up that door. You know, when somebody's getting picked on, that there's a Raritan football player standing up for somebody that can't stand up for themselves. You know, so it's about walking the walk of what we try to do as football players, take that into their day-to-day -day lives. Love it. We've had, we've had nine programs together. And, you know, for me personally, the ton of great memories, there's been some challenging moments. There's been some, you know, moments of triumph that, you know, outshine many other programs I've ever led or been a part of. And the 24-hour experience, and I've said this, I say this to you every year we get, we get in touch, is, is, is my favorite. It's a, it challenges the athletes. It challenges the coaches. It challenges me. It challenges the Empower staff. It's, it's just a, it's one of those good old-fashioned things that you go into and you're like, all right, see if we still got it, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> um, what, what activity, what adventure challenge that we – have put the kids through sticks out to you as your favorite from a observation standpoint for you as the coach. And then also from, I feel like this activity really resonates when we go back to Jersey and we get going with our, the rest of our off season program and into the season. Uh, pipeline, pipeline, easy answer. Um, you know, I've seen, I've seen pipeline too many times uh, <laughs> and, and just see the, the absolute, you know, astonishment on their face that you or the other counselor, even though they got so close to the bucket after traveling 200 yards that they missed, that you actually expect them to start over again. 
because so many times in their life, you know, it's good enough. You know, it's good enough. You almost did it. We almost accomplished it. That's fine. We'll, we'll accept the satisfactory effort, you know, where it's, 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 you know, they look at it at first and they're like, this is, this, there's no reason we should struggle with it. You know, and it goes just back to, to concentrating on the details. You know, uh, it, it's about the little things, you know, uh, you know, and that's how we have to go through, you know, our day-to-day -day lives. We, we, we need to make sure that we recognize that the little details, if they're concentrated on, you know, we say the devil's in the detail, you know, so we have to make sure we come through it uh, and, make, and, and make sure that we're on point, that we're following directions. You know, uh, Herm Edwards used to talk about his father making him sweep up the, 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 the kitchen, you know, and he'd sweep up the big things in the middle and his father would tell him, you know, Herm, you got to, it's about the corners. You got to concentrate on the corners where most people would forget to sleep because it's out, it's, you know, it's, it's like sweeping something under the carpet. Those little problems will turn into big problems, you know, and there's too many times in our society where good enough is what our expectations are, you know? So the fact that you have to finish it and you have to do it right and you have to do it together, no matter how much time it takes, no, how ma no matter how many times you got to walk that 200 yards back, you know, you're going to do it the right way. And I think that's one of the most important lessons that these kids could learn, you know, um, while, while we're up at camp. And just to, for anybody that does the adventure stuff to paint the picture for you, Pipeline is a very common adventure initiative. Um, with most of our groups, Pipeline is about, you know, 20 to 30 yards long. It's a standalone activity. For this program, it's, I don't know, eight hours into your visit. <laughs> it's <laughs> dark it's, <laughs> give or take <laughs> it is after doing a brutal uh, uh hill running activity at the start of this obstacle course where they have to run up and down this hill an insane amount of times and it just cooks them it cooks them mentally cooks them physically and then the, this version of pipeline in particular is done it usually at, you know, 10 30, somewhere between 10 30 and midnight <laughs> yeah. pitch black. There's a field and we have some lights on, but it's, it's not daylight and it's roughly 225 yards long. And there's a downhill in there, there's flat land, and then there's a nice little uphill at the end. So in designing this, this experience, you know, it's not, it's not to be brutal just for the sake of being brutal, but it's to avoid good enough is too common. You're right, coach. And um, to see those guys go from elation as they're like five, 10 yards away from the bucket, thinking that they're there. And then the mistake happens to see them have to overcome that feeling of failure, that, that de de dejected feeling. And it makes when they get the golf ball in the bucket that much more special. And you, we've seen them erupt from that activity so many times and it's the challenges are worth the reward in my mind. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Because that's, it's, they, they earned it. They, they know how it feels now to, to earn it, you know, after failure, you know, yep. and, and again, they're saved by the bell. They're saved by, you know, the, 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 the course of their day that, you know, they're saved by other people not having the patience to continue to, to show and then wind up doing it for them that, that this is where it, it really pays off. Yeah, no, it's great. I love it. I love it. Um, 
one of the things I've learned about you over the years is you are the master. Uh, you have great quotes <laughs> and you have great sayings. And the one that I, I have absolutely added to my repertoire is, is measure twice, cut once. And I had two grandfathers who were carpenters and I don't remember ever hearing that phrase from them. So I'm going to give you the credit for the first time I've ever heard that phrase was coach Petruzzi, probably 2011. And I love it. I use it. I credit you when I do use it. <laughs> and it's great. It's simple, but it's freaking beautiful. What does it mean to you as a leader? And why is that message important to uh, the, the, the captain of the, the Raritan football program? Um, well, I, I, as a young man, I heard that because that was my, my wrestling coach, who was also the woodshop, woodshop teacher, Coach Donalds, had that, had that written above the doorway, you know, measure twice, cut once. And, and the thought process was just understanding that, you know, we want to take our time in, in, in the process, you know, so we don't make the mistakes at the end. Everybody wants to rush through something. Everybody wants us to, you know, not read the directions. Everybody wants to go immediately to the glory. Um, and they don't understand that consistency is, is really where achievement is found. You know, that consistent effort, um, you know, throughout. So we'd rather, we'd rather make sure and, and take that extra time and, and split up our, you know, if we have X amount of time in the day, you know, we want to make sure that we've done our due diligence, you know, in creating a plan and checking it twice, you know, making sure that it always lines up, bouncing ideas off of people, you know, before we actually go out there and execute, you know. So it's, it, 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 it's such an easy quote, but it, it applies to literally everything that they're going to do, you know, in their life, in their decision-making process, you know, and, and, and how they go about um, giving their time, you know the other buzzword in all professions are, you know, return on investment, right? Yeah. So, you know, if we want to make sure that we're maximizing what we're doing, you know, we better make sure that we're not wasting time, you know, fixing mistakes. And that lead, that, that's the other thing that, you know, that I, that I say all the time. And I say it more now to my eight-year-old son that I might do in the football season, but if we don't have time to do it right, when are we going to find time to do it again? Yeah. You know, and, and that, that, that goes back to planning. So, you know, that, that, uh, you know, I would love to take credit for that, but I'm not that original. There's maybe three or three things in my life that are, that are original to me, but, uh, but I know, you know, I know the things that are important and I know the things that resonate and that, that are clear to me, you know, and that was just something that I, that I felt is, is easy and that kids can understand. And that's why it's just so such a, it's, it's, it's such a great learning tool because, you know, it's something that I hope that they take with them and that they're having that same conversation with their eight-year-old son, you know, in 20 years. Yep. And it, you know, you talked earlier about giving these kids an experience that'll help them become, you know, men that, you know, are able to contribute to their community, their family, their neighbors, et cetera. And, you know, what better experience than football to teach that concept of, of being prepared, of doing it right, measuring twice before you make that cut, because, you play once, right? You play once a week on Fridays and you have, you know, five days to, to build up to this moment. And, you know, if you lose one day, if you lay an egg on Monday, that's one less day of measurement, you know, for that, for that cut you have to make on Friday. And it's, it just, it fits so perfectly to the sport of football and that's you know, the, for that tangible lesson 
right in line with the 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 actual experience that they're getting each week over the course of the season. To me, it, it's beautiful, and I don't care if you didn't invent it or, or come up with that <laughs> phrase. In my mind, the way you use it and you know how it ties to your program, can't you can't can't use that phrase in a better way, Coach? Because yeah, Dan, the one thing that they start understanding and they have that aha moment too is like, oh, you you, you can't put that piece of wood back together. You don't get you don't get that same piece of wood. Right, you don't get this day back. You got to maximize today. Don't worry about tomorrow. You know, so it's it goes into everything that they do. Yeah, and it just makes it so tangible for these kids who you know maybe have trouble view you know viewing life 10, 15, 20 years down the road and, and coming up, you know, thinking about these abstract you know concepts. It's not that. It is freaking simple. It's in your face, and it is it is it's so evident when you do the preparation right you put the best version out there in the field or in the classroom or in the job interview and when you don't you don't and it's it's just it's it's a beautiful thing coach and i thank you for enlightening me to that phrase <laughs> no problem <laughs> oh all right we're on the home stretch here coach anthony petruzzi raritan high school head football coach down in hazlitt new jersey central jersey uh, someone who inspired or inspires you currently as a leader and why? Um, I mean, my, my inspiration, the, you know, my, my high school football coach, Coach Robert Generelli, was, you know, somebody that, again, um, always found a way to kind of get into my mind, get into my heart and, and, you know, lead me to more than I thought I could, you know, ever be. And, and uh, you know, uh, he's he still, you know, as an assistant principal, uh, he was a, my mentor, you know, through the majority of my, uh, my teaching career thus far. Um, he has left Raritan uh, recently um, for a different assistant principal um, ship, uh, you know, and I, and I, I miss having those, those conversations because he was the, he was one of those people that, uh, again, I was always able to bounce ideas, you know, um, you know, off of, you know, I have a, uh, I have John DiGenito, who's my athletic director, who's, you know, always, you know, on my, on my side, always there to give me advice, you know, and, and uh, you know, even in, in, in the school district of, you know, of Hazlitt, you know, I, you know, I have uh, coach Rob Nucci, who's one of the, you know, all time uh, leaders in, in, in wins and wrestling at the high school level. And the, and the Raritan program is, is, you know, uh, you know, one of the one of the tops in New Jersey and, and just seeing how he continues to reinvent himself and motivate kids. You know, I can learn so much just from the people in my building, you know, and, and, and that's important to me. You know, when I, you know, look at other types of coaches like, you know, us being giant fans, I would love to be able to sit down with, 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 with Tom Coughlin or uh, Bill Parcells, you know, and, and just pick their brain about how they do things, you know, um, you know, I, 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 I like reading books. You know, Tony Dungy is a, is a guy that I, I like to read. You know, he's a, he's a faith-based guy um, like I am. And, uh, you know, he, uh, he, he, found, he finds a way to relate to players with, without cussing them, you know, without, you know, uh, you know, putting them down, you know. And uh, I, I just think that there's a, there's a respect that he has, you know, among men, you know, mm -hmm. which I hope to one day be able to, you know, say that I had the kind of the same thing. Great. Stole my thunder for my next question. I was going to ask you, retired or current coach, you'd like to have a beer and a conversation with. So you already answered that. TC yeah. and Bill Parts have big tuna. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, just, I mean, just for the, just for the stories, you know, uh, the, that, that, you know, he could share. And, and, and you know what, maybe if it wasn't him, just a, a, 
a bunch of ex-Giant players telling stories about him, yep. which is something that I could sit down and listen to forever. I'm with you on that one. Good answer. <laughs> um, you need a wide out on your team in, at the professional level. Odell Beckham Jr. or Julio Jones and why? Uh, Julio Jones. Um, only because uh, I, I think Julio could understand where he where he's supposed to be in regards to a team, you know, and, and although, you know, uh, they're both great players in their in, in their own right. Uh, I, I just see Julio fitting in in regards to being a, a player that buys in a, a player that knows where he stands that could be a leader on the field without making it. Um, and, and whether Odell means to do it or not, it, it, it becomes about him. And I think anytime that it becomes about just one player, that has a negative effect on teammates, even if it's not being expressed in the locker room or in relationships. Yep. So um, I would go Julio Jones. The greatest of all time is Michael Jordan or LeBron James, and why? Um, and Michael Jordan. Uh, probably because, again, there's a, there's a little bit in your, you know, about growing up and having – you know, role models and seeing them at, at a certain age. So, you know, right when you're going through adolescence and you're going through, you know, the growth process in sports, you're watching Michael win, you know, six championships. And, you know, there probably could have been eight, you know, if it wasn't for baseball and the things that he was able to accomplish, um, you know, and, and I, I just think that there's something to be said about being a, you know, a, a finisher uh, being able to 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 always seem to rise to the top in spot in, in spot in the, in the spotlight in those situations that not that LeBron can or he, he can't it just I, I feel like Jordan had a different aura about him in those moments. Mm -hmm. I hope you answer this correctly. Less, <laughs> <laughs> less than two minutes to go in the game. You got 80 yards. You need a touchdown. You got one timeout. Tom Brady or Eli Manning, and why? <laughs> Again, people are – because I've seen it happen <laughs> more, more than once, twice for, for everybody that's listening. Again, if you're asking me for a season or for a career, I'm going to go with, you know uh, – It's a no-brainer. <laughs> but you're telling me I got one situation – one time, one time, I'm going with Eli. I love it. He doesn't let me down. Oh, I love it. You just made my day. <laughs> um, advice for a high school student athlete who aspires to play at the college level. You, it's, it's easy. And it, and it's, it's sad that I, you know, I think as coaches, we've al always been on the other end. Um, but it's gotta be your academics. It's, it's gotta be, if you want to play college sports, it, you have to have the academics to back it up because uh, again, your grades will open doors, will open opportunities. Um, your grades will allow you to overcome um, a lot of the maybe things, um, you know, of natural skill or ability that another player might have over you. But, but because you're, you're, because you take care of your grades, because you handle your business in the classroom, um, a coach will naturally have um, a confidence in recruiting you because they know what type of person you are. They know what you're capable of doing. They know that you're going to be eligible, right? Yep. So again, so much that we do in coaching, we say the same thing to the kids, even in the weight room, you know, we want you to make sure that you're doing it the right way. 
because we need you to be consistent in here. We need you to be healthy in here. Uh, we're not looking for you to hurt yourself so you can't be in here helping us. You know, so we have to make sure that, you know, we're, we're, we're trading them uh, for safety because we want them to be healthy and we want them to be able to go through the course of the year healthy and be durable. There's a consistency. You can't be a great player if you're not on the field and you're always playing. The same thing in regards to your academics um, because you have to have a consistency there because if you're going to be ineligible or you're going to be a problem um, in, in making the grade, then they can't count on you. Yeah. And at the college level, you know, the next year, you know, even if they don't bring multiple guys in in your, in your year at that position, there's guys knocking on the door next year to come and take your spot. You know, so, uh, you know, that's, that's one part of it. But the other thing is just that there's so many great academic schools and, and, and especially for guys that we get who, who, you know, we're not known for producing, you know, BCS talent. We've had a couple of guys, we have a guy in the pros right now, but, you know, there's, you know, FCS levels that our guys can definitely play, play in if they just had better academics. Yep. You know, and trying to go through that process and explaining that to them that there are scholarships at these schools, there are places that you can play at these schools, but the only way you can play at this set of schools is if you have, you know, the right mindset and you have your grades that can back it up. Yep. And it, I mean, it goes, it goes back to a ton of the stuff that you said earlier, but if you're going to cut corners in the classroom, you're going to do it in the weight room, you're going to do it on the field. Right. And Absolutely. Um, if you're not consistent, if you don't, you know, live with that integrity, it's going to rear its ugly head, even on the football field where you say, Oh, it won't happen there. It won't ha It'll happen there eventually. Cause it's an easy habit to get into and it travels advice for someone who's interested in coaching football at the high school level. Um, again, wherever they're at, just give them, give them the, the time to, you know, take the time to appreciate where you're at. You know, um, there's, there's situations where if I think back, if I didn't want to go to Rutgers and I wanted to go into a division three school, you know, where I could have, you know, maybe not played, but be part of the part of a program uh, right away. And I went through those four year commitment, you know, maybe then see if I could be a graduate assistant, you know, learn from the coaches again, that where I'm at, you know, don't always think about where you're going to go next, you know, take your time as an assistant um, really learn your trade, be the head coach of your position, and then branch out from there. Um, I think too many guys, and I guess, I guess this is the same in the business world, and, and in many ways, maybe it's people are rewarded for it, but I think that loyalty, um, staying in a situation, uh, building yourself in there, and then finding the right one, instead of always trying to kind of just jump to the next one without maybe fulfilling who you are, you, you are or where you're at, I think that's a, that's a problem. You know, I, I, I would like, I would suggest to really take your time. Don't force situations, you know, be like a sponge, you know, who's ever mentoring you or whether you're mentoring someone else at the same time, you know, make the most of those relationships and, 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 and you know, take the time to reflect on, you know, what is positive that you could take out, you know, what is a little bit different that you might be able to fix in your own uh, or change that, that kind of matches who you are. And then think of it, is there anything that I wouldn't do? And I think I should take this out. Because um, I think that's important because you're never going to be ready to step. It's like, it's like being a parent in a way. You're, you know, you could read the books and you could do all, you know, paint the nursery and, and say that you're ready for, you know, for the kid. 
Um, but then you're, there's a lot of on-the-job training. I think <laughs> it's the same way um, as a head coach. You know, but the best thing that you can do is while you're growing up as an assistant, you know, start building your philosophy. You know, start, start writing things down that you believe in. You know, start thinking about, you know, the things that you can control, like you said, and, and, and make sure that it, it kind of all fits together. You know, you want to have an answer to things before they happen. And I think that's the one thing where, where great leaders um, kind of come, kind of come out of the woodwork and you start hearing about them more is, is more in fact that something happened, you know, and they had a plan that, you know, nobody else could have seen coming that they were already ready for, you know? And, and, and I think that's, that's big, you know, you, 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 you think about, um, you know, uh, you, you, the, the Patriots, right. And you watch the, the, you know, do your job documentary and, and how that two point play, or just give me that goal line play versus Seattle, you know, how they had practiced that play, you know, and they didn't know it was going to come, but they were ready for it. You know, you hear the same thing. We, we, they practice two minute situations all the time. We practice two minute situations, you know, you're, you're, you're practicing as a football coach, all these different scenarios, not even knowing if that scenario is ever going to, you know, come to fruition during the course of the season, but you prepare for it anyway, because you know that that is going to be the moment that could possibly be defining your season, you know, so you got to put people in in the best positions to, um, to be prepared, you know, and you can't do it exactly how you want it to be, but that's why you teach kids concepts and you teach kids how to be leaders and you teach them how to control their emotions so they can adapt to these different situations. Yep. Great answer. And for those of you listening, that's the long version of measure twice cut once right there. <laughs> yeah. That's, a, <laughs> yeah. that's the, that's the, that's the, the uh, paragraph form of, of that answer right there. Um, Tell us quickly a little bit about what we should expect from the, the Rockets for 2020 season coming up here in the fall. Um, you, you know, we're, we're, we're going to be a young football team. Uh, we, have a, we have a good group of uh, senior leaders. We have a good group of uh, juniors. Uh, and, and I think right now it's about, you know, coming together, kind of learning about themselves, seeing where they are. Um, expanding their, you know, their comfort zone, you know, and if, 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 if they just take to the coaching and, and really do what, what's necessary, um, you know, to improve themselves individually first, so then they could, you know, bring somebody along with them, you know, it's going to be a, you know, I, I, I don't want to say, um, you know, I, I want to say a typical Raritan season. When I say a typical Raritan season, you know, we, we want to compete for a championship. You know, we've yeah. had the, uh, the uh, you know, we're one of, I think, five short conference schools right now at a, at a 43 um, that have made the, the state playoffs the last six years. You know, so we, we take pride in that. You know, we, we want to go out and we want to compete for a championship. We want to compete for a division title. We finished second for a division the last two years. You know, uh, this year we blew a, we, we blew a 21 to three lead for a division championship, which I don't want to talk about. I don't believe I'm bringing it up. But anyway, we want to be in those situations, you know, and that's what I tell the kids, you know, you're going to have heartbreak, you know, and, and that's because you are able to raise people's expectations in, in what you do, you know, and all of a sudden people that didn't think we were able to compete, you, you pulled them in and that's a credit to you, 
you know, and it hurts that much more because now people are talking about what you guys are doing. And when we weren't able to accomplish it, you know, we, we, you know, you definitely see the, you know, the, the distraught in the kids' faces, but it's just always pointing it out to them is that they feel that way because they put a lot into it. They feel that way because it means something to them. You know, they feel that way because they're tied to one another. Um, but because they feel that way is why on Monday they rebound and they, yeah. and they, and they move on and they're on to the next, the, the next chapter, you know? So I, I think that this team just as, as the teams that we've had in the, in the previous couple of years, um, we expect the playoffs, we expect to advance in the playoffs and we want to be able to win a championship. That's great. Looking forward to obviously, uh, you know, following along from slightly North of central Jersey here. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh hopefully we can get down there for a game this fall too because it's always great to catch up with you guys um coach petruzzi freaking awesome really appreciate you being on with the uh lead with empower podcast here and uh for those of you you know that don't know coach you know tuning into this thing you know another quote i will attribute to hearing from him a lot is you know, helping his athletes be comfortable, be, uh, become comfortable being uncomfortable, become comfortable being uncomfortable. And, you know, you talked about how, you know, this team has a shot of raising other people's expectations, coach. And I, I'm going to close it off here with, you know, one of the things that you know, I feel you do, you know, to, to a tremendous level. And one of the best that I've seen do it is you help these athletes realize that there's more in them that they give themselves credit for. And I think part of the heartbreak and part of the, part of those tough moments and part of the, you know, big part of the ability to rebound from that is you and your staff and, and, and the culture and the program that you have there at Raritan high school is fostering this, Hey, good enough is not good enough, right? You're better than that. We're better than that. And when you can get kids to buy into that year in after uh, year after year, it's uh you know, it, it does bring up some painful moments, but it also leads to those moments of glory and, you know, wishing you guys nothing but the best. It's been, you know, an absolute pleasure getting, uh, getting to, uh, you know, team build and work with your guys each summer and, and to hang out with you and coach Demps and, you know, looking forward to it again this summer. And, you know, again, wishing you guys nothing but the best and health and safety for everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, that is coach Anthony Petruzzi from Raritan high school and has New Jersey. He leads with empower. Coach, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Hey, hey Dan, uh, just thank you for this opportunity. And again, uh, you know, you're like an extension of our coaching staff. You know, you're you're my guru for leadership. You know, and and thank you for what you're doing with, uh, you know, all these podcasts and 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 and, and reaching out and, and and just bringing this information, you know, out to to uh, not just teams but the individual person too that's looking just to, you know, lead themselves better because they want to be a better you know, husband, wife, brother, or sister, you know, and, uh, you know, it's definitely something that I think this world needs. We don't have enough leaders. We don't have enough people that want to, you know, uh, you know, put themselves out there, uh, make decisions, you know, and, and also live with the decisions that they make. I, I think we'd be better if we all had a little bit more of a leadership quality to us, you know, and it's probably something that should be taught in schools, but it, it's something that we always have to find somewhere else. Thank God that we have sports you know, to yep. do that. But uh, thank you for your efforts because what you guys have, uh, have been able to do at Empower, you know, it, it, it's, it's part of who we are at Raritan, you know, and, and it has helped me tremendously just, you know, 
seeing how, how, how you go about your business and how you train the, the, the student athletes. So thank you. Keep up the great work. And I hope we can do this again sometime. Oh, absolutely. You're very welcome coach. And, you know, thank you for the kind words and um, nothing but respect. And it, I learn as much from you as you learn from me. Probably I learned, you know, more coming from you. So it's been a great partnership and looking forward to many more years. Coach Petruzzi leads with Empower, knocks it out of the park. Hey, and just to, I guess, honor his, his presence here, go out there and do something that challenges yourself. You know, find that challenge, push yourself, make failure an option, and, and know that at the end of the day, if you did that, you gave the best version of you in that given moment, and the more you do that, the better you become. Hey, we'll check you out in the next episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Be safe. Great leadership may look and sound different. However, there are common threads that connect all tremendous leaders. They are passionate about those that they lead. They do that which brings out their best and the best in those around them. And they never take the easy way out because the exceptional will never come from easy.